Fierce Fan Media. Boys. No thanks, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I want those. What boys? Just like in general. Yes, what I about do. that little one behind me? Oh, that the derp derp. The derp derp. Yeah. <laughs> Thor. Thor. So I thought you were talking about Lincoln. I was no. like, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> you would never talk- call Lincoln a derp derp. No, I'm talking <laughs> about my like, big whoa. derpy Labrador sitting here. <laughs> uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Jesus. <laughs> you invited him up there. I know. I know. Hi, buddy. Hi. Hi. Okay. All right. That's enough. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. The Weekly Wind Down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Erin, the geeky cowpoke. Welcome to our Halloween episode. Um, tonight I am drinking. So there's this like brewery in um, Dublin that we went to last weekend uh, called Lazy Dog. And I brought some beer home with me. This one is, it's a IPA, but it's with huckleberries in it. And I'll tell you what. I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't really like like sweet beers. It's totally not sweet. Totally tastes like IPA. The only thing that tastes like berry is the aftertaste. Ooh, nice. Yeah, nice. it's I very like good. It's very, very good. Plus, I mean, the can got me. Oh, yeah, cute. it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good can. Uh-huh. Um, I'm drinking Van Root- Rooten, R-U-I-T-E-N. Rooten? Uh, Chardonnay. I don't know. It's from Lodi. 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 Lottie Dottie. We likes to party. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not drinking again. So, but I am feeling good right now. <laughs> Why are you not drinking? Um, so I'm trying to fit back into my pants. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> It's been, uh, I've been so like depressed that I, and I'm an emotional eater. So I've been eating my feelings. <laughs> and I get it's that. Not been, it's not been good. Not been good at all. So uh, we're going to Vegas at the end of uh, November, Thanksgiving. And I would like to fit into my pants. So totally get that. Yeah. And normally, you know me, like I don't do like a nice little small pour. It's like, yeah, but I, isn't vodka like no calories? Oh no, there's calories. Like a vodka soda, like a normal vodka soda is probably like 85 calories. But I probably do a three, four, five. Right, count, right. You know, yeah. so I'm like, yeah. Then I do like three of them. So you know, I'm like, God, I just made myself like sound like such an alcoholic. But I mean, I mean, we can't record this once a week and not build up a tolerance. So. You're well, fine. Yeah, I'm like, I totally like feel that my child is Plus. really getting pretty bad. I was like, well, I'm on drink number four and I didn't feel anything, but I sounded drunk and I probably acted like an idiot. So I was like, I should probably back her down. My dad <laughs> way down. <laughs> my dad came over to help Kai with something and I was on the podcast and I finished recording and I went out to talk to him and he's like, you you just drink a whole bottle of wine? And I said, oh yeah, I do. I always do that on the podcast. And he's like, and you're like standing here talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, pretty It's just juice, dog. I could crack into another bottle of you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys want to, um, you want to hear a piece of trivia about Halloween? Always. I'd love to. Okay. Do you know where the whole like um, symbolism of the jack o' lantern comes from? No, but Tell I want me. to. Are you fucking with me? No, I really no. want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, I asked some of that today and they were like, yeah. And I was like, seriously? And they were like, no, I already know. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, never mind. So, the actual tradition of Halloween dates back to like the ancient, ancient Irish people. 
Um, and the lore goes, I'm going to skip over a bunch of like the ancient Irish um, theories and, and folklore around it, but there was a guy named Jack who actually, he got sent to hell and he tricked the devil into um, letting him out of hell. So it made the devil so fucking mad that he wanted to punish him forever, but heaven wouldn't take him and he didn't want him back in hell. So he took a piece of hell inflicted at him and cursed him to have to um, just wander the streets like of the world for the rest of eternity. So he, he put it inside a lantern so that he could see everything at nighttime. And so the actual saying started with Jack with the lantern and yeah so it, it was like people were supposedly able to see him on october 31st because that's when the veil is thinnest so that's one of the folklore things that lines up with everybody else's like ancient theories of halloween so if you were paying attention you could see jack with the lantern walking around the streets just like watching people and scaring people and, and kind of preying on people he never actually hurt them but he he would scare them so in order to like make Jack believe that he was on their side, people started carving out their pumpkins, which they had gutted for fall festivities. So they pulled out the insides to, to eat the insides of it. And they would put little lights in them. So, and they would set them up to let him know that like, Hey, we're cool. You don't need to come here and, and mess with any of us. And then over time, it just got changed to jack-o'-lantern. Nice. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. Cool, actually. Mm-hmm. And you know where trick-or-treating started? I just read it, but I don't remember. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to know, Erin? I would love to know. Why would I want to want? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) So trick-or-treating actually started in America. Like trick-or-treating Halloween is an American holiday. Uh, It's becoming more popular like worldwide um, in the last like few decades, mostly because of movies and media and stuff. But it is very much an American holiday. And it started um, back during the Depression because kids were just doing crazy shit on Halloween because of like the mysteries and the folklore around it. So they were going through and like fucking up buildings and graffitiing and stealing and looting. And, and I say kids, I mean like teenagers because so many people were like out of work. It was like a really desperate time. Like it was just parents were, were working all kinds of crazy hours just to try and like put any type of food on the table or maintain some semblance of normalcy for their children. So it actually started in New York. One of the um, ideas that they had there was to offer like something fun to kids if they didn't like destroy the neighborhood. (laughs) So they would walk up and they would knock on these doors and it would be trick or treat. So if they didn't give them a trick or they didn't give them a treat, they would get to punk their house. So they would like um, neighborhoods would set up like these elaborate haunted houses and, and all pull together and like put a bunch of, give them a bunch of candy and stuff. And then it, it stayed popular for like two or three years through the depression. And then it was just something that like hung on and they continued it and it spread everywhere. That's also very cool. Yeah, you're great. welcome. Wow. <laughs> right on. That's cool. Yeah. I used to you know, what's terrifying is looking up old halloween costume oh my god what the fuck yeah like i mean the the farther back you go the more terrifying they are but even in like the 70s with those like it was like a paper or plastic thing that you like trash bag that you put over you and then like a mask and everybody had the same like five costumes it was like that plastic mask with like the eye holes it was like yeah plastic like crinkled plastic and you like could barely see out of it and like how did we not get hit as kids (laughs) Yeah, walking around the neighborhood in that. Yeah, oh how? <laughs> yeah, and now we have like cosplay and like special effects and makeup you can buy at Walmart and shit. Right, and like my how things change. The these damn youngins don't know how it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Right? Remember when your mom would make your Halloween costume for you? Did your I'm sure your mom did. Did your mom make your Halloween costumes? 
Yeah. And she would take yeah. me to like the sewing store and she'd be like, pick out a pattern. And you just <laughs> like base your cost. So you're shopping for like your Halloween costume in like June. So she had time to sew it for you or whatever. Yeah. My mom didn't yep. sew. My mom would just like throw me in a flannel and be like, you're a hobo. <laughs> like, awesome. The coolest costume ever. We got to pick out our patterns and we walk out with like the little envelope. In our, uh, our, like, the the whatever material that you pick out, and you'd have to wait for her to sew it, and it was a whole thing, yeah. Oh yep. I'm sure I was a pirate, though, multiple years. Like, I'm sure of it. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember what I was. There, There's a picture of me as the Statue of Liberty, and that's the only, like, little costume I remember. I remember, like, you know, some of the older ones, but, like, I do not remember what I was when I was younger. I'm pretty sure it was strawberry shortcake one year. We all were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right beyond that. There was only four strawberry shortcake costumes. We had to share them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all around. <laughs> Honestly, like I remember when I was like, I think 10, maybe nine. My aunt Renee was a Portage, Indiana high school cheerleader. And I could fit into her costume when I was nine. God, it was. <laughs> and um, I went as a cheerleader, and it was like my most favorite costume ever. Thank God, I grew up. Your dog's that. pulling something down. Oh, she's being such a dick tonight. Eleanor, please be good. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. <laughs> You sure showed her, yeah. I know. Look at her face. Look at her little eyebrows in the yeah. background. She she's like, she's trembling in fear over there. Yeah, I mean, I can't yell at her. <laughs> I have no backbone. Oh man. Okay. Well, were, wait, wait. When you guys were like kids, did you like have a lot of cousins around and everything? Yeah. Did you guys like all meet up on Halloween? That was like my big. My family we had a huge family. All the cousins would get together and go trick or treating at our neighborhood, where I was, where my mom and my low life dad and me we lived, and it was like this huge neighborhood, very safe, and um, everybody would come over and we do like sloppy joes and like sloppy was, joes. <laughs> I was like, why were that? Why was that such a thing back I in like know. the eighties? Such a thing, like you know, like man witch like, or whatever yeah. it was. Like, oh, yeah, it was like this giant pot of like yeah. joes. Like it was probably like five pounds of ground beef. Yeah. And, God, I think about that now, and I just want to throw up. Yeah. But, the like, soggy buns. Oh, love my. I remember when we when we figured out we could put cheese on them. Game oh, changer. Right. It was like a whole new world. And then, like now, like you can go buy like these like nice like like bags for like candy i use the fucking pillowcase yeah me too oh, yeah. Pillowcase, kids, yeah. yeah kids these kids have it so easy these days what's so funny much. is my mother the woman who raised me sends my son a different halloween bag every year every year this kid <laughs> gets a halloween bag that matches his costume i would have never even thought to ask for a halloween bag when i was little it was get a pillowcase i went one year with a fucking plastic bag from safeway or whatever like <laughs> this kid though he gets a matching bag every single year yeah. this time it's a canvas reusable bag so that he can use it later i mean it's good to be the only grandchild <laughs> right <laughs> Right. I seriously though like the best part though coming home going through your candy separating it whatever you did with it your parents checked for uh whatever I come Razor to find blades. out they were doing that because they were taking all my fucking Reese's that's what right. they were doing yeah uh, peanut butter yep, all the almond joys gone <laughs> almond joys Ooh. gone yuck love I animals. love almond joys there's only two types of people you know yep. either hate them or love them uh, yep man. Love. I fucking you can have all my almond joys. I literally oh, was salivating <laughs> thinking about almond joys right now. Uh, I made I, homemade ones and they were amazing because oh, I make like them the like a little flavor, bit bigger. Flavor oh. of coconut. I don't like the shredded parts of coconut. Oh, so good. All right, all right. I'll give you that. There it is like a texture thing, I think, for some people. I can I can get behind that. What about the people that would give out the fucking popcorn balls? Get out of here with your fucking popcorn balls. Nobody did that. I feel like that like 
was shut down in like the mid 80s because everybody was like, oh, you can't like take homemade stuff. No one's wasting their drugs on your kids. Right. Stop that rumor. And then we had a dentist in our neighborhood that always gave out a toothbrush and toothpaste. Of course. I was like, fuck this guy. You know? Do you guys did you guys have any kids in or houses in your neighborhood that gave out full size candy bars? Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was we amazing. Didn't, no. They were right I on lived the street over. On a street with no neighbors, because we lived in like a country like setting. So I had to go There's to neighbors my neighbors there now. Huh? There's neighbors there now. Yeah, a few. I still wouldn't want to trick or treat on that street. There's like 10 houses on the street now. But um, we would always go to my grandma's. So like, because she lived in a court. So we would like go around. But it was not like big fancy new houses. It wasn't like a track. So they, yeah, there were no full size candy bars for sure. Yeah. I think um, I'm excited to go trick or treating. Um my neighborhood like goes all, all out, like all out. So it's pretty cool. There's like these three streets in particular that they set up a bunch of haunted houses and they do a whole, there's this, there's these uh, two lesbians that live on this one corner. I think one of, one of their sisters lives with them and they always do like the three witches and they go like, they have a huge cauldron and it's like, it's a whole thing. So Okay. Yeah, it's I'm really fun. excited to go trick-or-treating in your neighborhood this year because... There's hundreds Kira, of kids. Kira hasn't been, I don't know, four years, hasn't been trick-or-treating, like, house-to-house because we, like, moved out here and she was kind of in that in-between age. So now she's super excited. I'll, I'll be the one to take Lincoln up to the doors so that, like, I can trick-or-treat too. Oh, my God. <laughs> when we went last year, and he he's a little bit braver this year, but last year he was three. And there was this one house and he wanted us, the other Stacy to go up with him. She went with us and it was like, it was all shrouded in black. And, you know, you have to like walk through this like curtain thing and he got behind her and pushed her in. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he sure said, if you're going to die, it's going to, it's going to happen. <laughs> That's hilarious. This damn kid for our listeners, has like eight adults dressing up for him. I don't know how he fucking finagled it, but I guess it's it's good to be the only kid. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you make him call, and so his little voice is, will you go trick-or-treating with I me? I told like, him he had course, to ask you guys. Of course I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funnier is he had it like all planned out. He had like plans for everyone and what they were going to do. Lex yeah. Lex has to be Black Widow and um so she got some stuff from like the thrift store or whatever and she came out in her costume the other night and he goes, Oh no, where's mommy? All I see is Black Widow. Oh <laughs> good job, Lincoln. It was very cute. It was yes. very cute. And then he goes, hmm, and he taps his face and goes, You need a sword. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not getting a sword and a threat. Like, I'm just, I'm just not going to have a sword. <laughs> like, she was all bent out of shape. It was funny. It was funny. It's going to be fun. Plus, he's so little, he tuckers out real fast, so you're not stuck doing it for hours. It's, like, just long enough to be fun, and then it's over. Yeah. yeah. My office goes all out. There's, like, this huge competition going on. So they pick, like, an overall theme, which is 1982 this year, because the place I worked at turned 40 years old this year. So that's the theme. And so everyone, each department like picks a different thing to like latch onto and the parks and rec department and the city manager's office are usually one of us always wins. And this year though, um, we're doing 1982 prom. So we're, we made a balloon arch and there's a dance floor and there's like a picture station. And it's like, we printed out, we got pictures of everyone in the department from the nineties and they put it in like this huge yearbook thing and it's hanging up on the wall and it's, I'm pretty sure we're going to win. Are you going to wear like a floofy eighties prom dress? I am. No, I'd rather fucking gouge (laughs) my eyes out. I'm wearing a a blue like tuxedo shirt thing. And I have a a mullet. I was like, I cannot even fathom you in all that. Like what's it called? Uh, what's it called? The material from the eighties. Chiffon. I want to say chiffon, but was it okay? Yeah. 
I don't know, God. brown? Everything from the 80s is like brown. Like. Nucky tried the, the, the wig on last week and I literally almost peed my pants. I'm joking. Like it was like, I was like wheezing. I was laughing so hard. One department is going as like Devo. One department is doing Cheers, which oh, that was random. But he knows what the city manager's office is doing. They've like blacked out their windows so no one can see in. But it's cute because we get a bunch of um, the local elementary schools come and trick or treat there and stuff. So it's it's fun. I love when adults go all out for stuff like that. Like I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, we'll totally do it. And they put up like some fake spider webs and call it good. Like yeah. I love when people go all out for things like that. It's just cool. What pop culture news do you have for us? OK, so I'm assuming it's not Taylor Swift related. It's not. Oh. Sorry. I figured the last one that I was not on was probably an entire Taylor Swift episode. So what? I was like, <laughs> no. I'm sure. So have you guys heard about this girl in Iowa? She's like 50. No. And she says that now that her dad has passed away, her dad was a serial killer in the 80s and he killed 50 to the 70. The smiley face killer or something? Oh, I haven't heard that, but okay. Oh, no, that, no, never mind. Wrong one. He killed 50 to 70 people and buried them on their, like, five-acre property. And she says she's been telling this story to anybody that will listen since second grade. And everybody has said she just has a wild imagination. All the teachers, doctors, whoever the adults were in her life. Now that, like, he died and she is getting some attention, she finally got the police to come out and take her seriously and they brought the cadaver dogs out and they hit multiple times on the property. So they're going to dig up the property. Yep. Oh 50 to God. 70 women. And he made the kids help him hide the bodies, like help dig the holes and stuff. What? Yep. Oh my God. That's going to be a great Netflix special. Yeah, so right? she's, <laughs> she's been telling this story for 50 years and no one believed her. She's 50, 50 or 55 years old, and she's been telling this story since second grade. Babysitters, teachers, like, she was open about it. And she said she knew when it was time because her dad would, sell, would say, it's time to go down to the well. And he would strangle or shoot the girls, and then he would throw them down the well until he could go have the kids come out, dig a hole, and bury them. And then he would pull them up from the well and go and bury them. And so when he would say, it's time to go out to the well, the kids all knew that it was, like, time to go get a body and bury it. And she's been telling this story all How these years. How fucked up are all these kids? Uh, yeah. The other sister that's mentioned in one of the articles says she doesn't know what the sister's talking about and is denying it. But the dogs already went out and had multiple hits, so. Well, it's easy. I mean, she could have totally blacked that part out of her childhood yeah like, or she could just not want to be involved and not she yeah. could have young kids and not want to be associated with burying bodies you know so yeah i get that um but yeah so they're investigating right now and we're gonna find out soon what they find 50 to 70 in just in the 80s that's so fucking crazy i can't even imagine and like, the details she has is kind of a big deal too because she says um, they were white women around 25 to 30 years old, but there was one 15 year old runaway girl and he would pick up the girls on the border. Like I want to say Nebraska border, something like that. So that it couldn't all be pinned to one area of missing people. Cause that was my first question was, um, how did they not notice 50 to 70 women missing in a 10 year span? But I guess he would go pick people off that wouldn't be missed. Wow. And he would go far enough away from home to like, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that is crazy. right. That is nuts. Yeah. I can't even like. Ah oh, man, I'm telling you that Netflix special when that comes out. <laughs> I'm looking at my five acre property, going fifty to seventy people. Like he would have to like line them up. Like that's so many bodies. That is a lot. That's like a miniature graveyard. No, that's yeah. a full graveyard. That's a huge yeah. cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stay on top of this and I will update every week with whatever turns up because I'm real curious. 
Um, the other thing I want to talk about, I know we mentioned about um, Kanye <laughs> two episodes ago. <laughs> He's so crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> involved there. Probably. Yeah. Insulting um, Jewish people and say that Hitler was on the right path. So I'm going to read a list of the people that have canceled Kanye so far because I think it's so funny that, like, people are just now getting on board with his crazy and saying, okay. Can I, can I, say, can I say one thing about this before we get started? Like absolutely, that was a long absolutely. You're breaking up. Um, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. I do think cancel culture goes too far sometimes. I do. Who I don't think it goes too far for are people who say shit like Kanye has said. Like right. Kanye, one hundred percent deserves to be fucking canceled from anything. People like Harvey Weinstein deserve to be canceled from everything kevin spacey like whatever those people deserve to be canceled like so i don't even feel kind of bad about this or like oh maybe they just don't understand them what i do feel bad about and i saw someone said this on tiktok was that and maybe we said it on here last time if he was a woman he would be in a conservatorship yeah, someone absolutely. would have taken control of his money yeah. and what is kind of scary though is as hurtful and absurd and problematic as what kanye said this last time was is he's been giving signs of being like unstable for years like something's fucking wrong with this dude like legit wrong he needs he needs fucking psychiatric help is what he needs and the fact that he has followers that are were fans of his music and that are now following the crazy that he's saying because he's such an influencer is scary too like listen I don't love any musician more than I love Taylor Swift. That's not a secret on here. But if she came out and started some, saying some like anti-Semitic shit or was like all gay should die, I'd be like, oh, I'm throwing all of her shit away. Like I would never, right? I wouldn't all of a sudden be like, you know what? It's a good point, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> like get out of here, man. Get out of here. But right? sorry, go on with. I don't, I don't get it. Um, let me know if I cut out so that I can stop, like flag me down. Okay. So the first one is Skechers. Um, they said that he was escorted off the property. He was said to have arrived unannounced without invitation and was engaged in unauthorized filming and how he's not allowed in Skechers. TJ Maxx is the latest retailer to boycott Yeezy merchandise and pull it from store shelves. TJ so, Maxx. Awesome for Mask them. Had, uh, TJ Maxx. Had Yeezys? Yeah. Aren't those like three hundred dollars shoes or something? Yeah, but you know TJ Maxx is like they get like the labels. You can go there for discounted labels. Mm. Like that's probably why. Effective or something. Um, they said in a statement at TJ Maxx, we do not tolerate discrimination, harassment, or hate of any kind. We have instructed our buying teams not to purchase this merchandise for sale in any of our stores globally. So cool. Peloton. Peloton has put on uh has put all of Kanye's music on pause in its streaming workout classes. Very cool. Apple Music did the same. Um this company I don't know, Madame Tussauds. Uh, oh, the famed Hall of Wax figures. They've been removed. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah. Gap. Uh in the case of Gap, Kanye is the one who terminated his relationship with the American clothing retailer. Last month, Kanye's attorney sent a letter to Gap notifying them that he was opting out, claiming that they breached their contract by not opening Yeezy brand retail stores. So that one's a little iffy, but... Um, Balenciaga? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, from the song. Got it. <laughs> you can tell how, how up I am on these, like, high-end <laughs> things. Um... They this company severed ties with Yee just weeks after he was seen walking the runway for them. Um, they ended their partnership after third quarter results were published. Instagram on his return to Instagram late Wednesday, he said, Ye had this to say, Ari Emanuel, I lost two billion dollars in one day. I'm still alive. This is love speech. I still love you. God still loves you. The money is not who I am, the people is who I am. I don't know what that's about. 
um, Twitter. After he got suspended from Instagram, he hopped on over to Twitter to continue his anti-semantic semantic rant. In a wild, yeah. In a wild tweet, he wrote, I'm going death con three on Jewish people. That tweet got him restricted from this popular social media platform. CAA, I don't know what that one is. Um, the Hello. Los Angeles Times reported that <laughs> yeah. CAA, one of Hollywood's most prominent and powerful talent agencies, agencies announced that they're done representing Mr. West because of his tirade. Vogue. MRC, Film and Television Studio MRC, announced they will not proceed with recently completed documentary. Oh, I read about that. So they did the whole documentary and they decided to not air it. Well, yeah. Who's going to watch yeah. it at this point? Their statement is, we cannot support any content that amplifies this platform. Uh, Def Jam Recordings. Drink Champs. Whoever they are. The family of George Floyd. Obviously. Uh... Jalen Brown, the Boston Celtics guard, Celtics guard, shared that he's terminating his association with Donda Sports, which is Kanye's sports agency. He wrote, I now recognize that there are times when my voice and my position can't coexist in spaces that don't correspond with my stance or my values. Aaron Donald, a Los Angeles Rams star, uh, The Shop, which is the show. The shop. They scrapped their episode. Foot Locker. Adidas. Uh, there's more, but I have to pay to read the rest of the article. So, yeah. So, it's nice to see that people are finally, like, on board with his, like, crazy tirades. And they're canceling him. Yeah. I was real nervous about Adidas. That took forever. And I was like, I can't. Oh, come on, Adidas. I have, like... <laughs> Well, Ten pair of Adidas. I don't have to throw them all away. Like, I think what I mean, we unfortunately, even in situations like this, because Adidas had such a exclusive deal with him, mm -hmm. I don't always and listen, I'm not defending some multi-billion dollar corporation, but I think we should keep in mind there's a lot of legal stuff that has to take place before you can just terminate oh, a contract no, like I that. Agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that they took too long, like I'm mad at them about it. I'm just yeah. saying like I mean, I'm being a dick because I have a lot of Adidas shoes. So I was like holding out, waiting for them. I knew they were going to. Why wouldn't they? Like, they're yeah. not going to not, you know, like, I just was. Kind it's of it's just so crazy to see people like Kanye West, like double down on stuff like this. Like, what, what, what has that kind of hate gotten you? Like, what, why would you do this? And why would you double down on it is, is what I don't is what I don't get. Like you're a, a one of you're one of the most successful black men in the world. And you're using the last scrap of like social, I don't know, capital that you have to hate on a, on a group of people that literally went through one of the worst massacres in human history. Right. Why? What? I don't at least when Roseanne like made her like racist rant like on Twitter at least the next day the next morning she said I was on Ambien I'm totally sorry like I didn't mean it I'm going to correct my behavior and you know do these things to try to you know make it right and then she was kicked off of her own show but like at least she went and said like my bad Kanye is running with it yeah he's like no, I'm, I have no apologies. This is my stance. Well, and this is, this is such a good example uh, to all those like free speech advocates out there. And listen, I'm for pro, I'm pro free speech. So like, this is the difference, right? Kanye is not being thrown in jail because of what he's saying, but your actions have consequences right. and you can say whatever you want, but there's consequences for your fucking actions and he's reaping them right now. Like that, yep. I, I feel, and I won't, I don't, I've never said this before in my entire life ever, but I actually feel like bad for Kim Kardashian at this point because she shares children with this man. Like I can't even yep. imagine the concern that she's feeling about trying to navigate, like watching their dad implode in like real time and not just like, cause I understand it happens in households that they don't have this kind of public scrutiny on them. 
but now everyone gets to weigh in on their father, like having a, a public implosion. And it just, she must be really concerned about how this is, how this is going down. I actually feel bad for her. Well, and when she was even going through everything, when she was dating Pete Davidson and kind of being so awful and public about her relationship with him and, you know, just like the, the very stalkerish way that he treated her, like no one deserves that. Right. No, no. I feel like that's like when he went off the deep end. Right. Yeah. I think he's always struggled with his mental health, which has come out, but I think it's interesting how, you know, this is a perfect example of how even, even a a very wealthy individual can, can uh, not take advantage of mental health care, you know, like it's, you know, so it's, it's like, you know, uh, less fortunate would if they could, but they can't afford it. And here's this man that can't afford it. And is just, just like, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going to go balls out. And like, Oh, I think he, he must be in like denial. He must be like, I'm just really woke and I don't need mental health care. I'm, I know better than other people. I know the truth, you know, that type of mentality where he doesn't want to be silenced. Right. And I, I have to say this because I, I mean, and I don't know if this is if I'm using the correct words or not, but like I find it very interesting when marginalized people hate other marginalized people. It like, is it's so interesting to me, like, um, well, not interesting, like I would like to know just like, wow, I'm so confused by it. Like um, it's I, I try very hard to, you know, as a as a lesbian, I know I'm a white woman, but as a lesbian, just try very hard to never be a a racist or a you know a a person that like judges people because of a stereotype or something i try very hard try to be a decent person yeah because i think that it's important especially as someone who doesn't always get the equal rights that we deserve right like right it's minorities supporting other minorities Right. And it's like, you know, I know I'm not like a huge minority because I'm a white woman. So I, I, I know my, priv- I, I understand my privilege, but on, um, you know, I also have this other part of me that doesn't have, that doesn't have that privilege. So it's just, it's like, and here we have Kanye, this black man who's so talented. And I mean, I, 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 he is a madman. He is a madman right now, but he is very, he, in his day was a very talented guy. I mean, his, his rap lyrics are very talented. That being said, it's like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what are you doing? You are, and I don't mean bro as in like, a. am just mean like, cause he's a guy. Yeah, like, what are you doing? You know. <laughs> I think it's important. I know, but sometimes you know, we just feel like we gotta be like, I'm not like that. <laughs> like, I just like, I, you need to use your voice for so many more important things. And this is, you need to be speaking out against exactly what you're saying. Like, come on. And it's just, it's sad and it's frustrating. And it's, it's just, it's just such a phenomenon that I'm just fine. Whenever I see like the, these ultra, ultra wealthy people like lose it like this Mm -hmm. or not even, you know, they could, they could be Batman. Like they could, they have the kind of money that would change the world if they put it into something else, like, or focus it on something productive or good or, or inherent, even something that they truly believed in that would like, he could change the lives of so many young black people in this world by just not being a fucking asshole. Like, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing to me what, how much, wealth and privilege is wasted on on just on just fucking nonsense on just absolute nonsense and i think we started publicly seeing when kanye lost it in the divorce but i think yeah. it's probably the reason kim left him was that she probably. i think she was shielding him i don't like kim kardashian that's not a secret i but or i should say and i also think that she is a very savvy marketing genius businesswoman like yes i think she kind of fell into her role of having the opportunity she did because of a sex tape which is opportunistic at best (laughs) but 
what she has done with it since is when you listen to her talk, she's, she's educated herself. Like she's an intelligent individual. She's not stupid. And I think she shielded his behavior for a long time in order to protect herself, her brand, her, her children. Um, And then once that shield dissipated, you're left with reality. And it's, I've never been a fan of, of Kanye West. Like, I don't mind his lyrics. I don't think he's quite the like genius that he claims to be or that others think he is. When I think of like a rap genius, I think of Tupac Shakur personally, like, and I don't think he's ever really been on Tupac's level, but it doesn't mean that he didn't have a a phenomenal following and he, he could have done anything with that. He could have focused it on good things and he chose to just, he could have gotten help. It's not wrong that he's sick. It's wrong that he's, he's, doing it this way. Like people get sick. People have mental health instability. Like that's all okay. That's normal. He, I'm not hating on him because he's sick. It's sad that with all of the opportunity and, and wealth that he has, he won't seek help. Right. Right. But I, I genuinely think that number one, he isn't making rational choices right now because of his mental illness, because it's the only thing that makes sense at this point for right. him to be this, off his like hinges off his rocker it only makes sense that it's a mental illness that is not being taken care of so i don't think that he's making rational choices to not be a good person i think he's he's sick but i also think that like he doesn't think he's sick you know like i said before i think that he genuinely thinks that he's woke and doesn't want to be silenced by media or silenced by the left or you know how what people say about you know uh the news is is only playing what they want us to believe that type of mentality i think that he really genuinely believes that stuff and until he gets help and gets on some medication he can't help others you know and here's how i think he became an extremist as far as like a right-wing extremist and i truly am not trying to tie this back to politics but i think in kanye's instance it it does play into politics and i think the reason is the right embraced him because they'll embrace any minority that speaks in their favor because it 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 speaks to what they're trying to accomplish where if he was claiming to be on the left and saying these things, the left would be like, get the fuck out of here. Like you're not speaking in events. We're not putting you on TV. Like you're shitting in the face of everything that we claim to pronounce. But when the right can tat up that you see it with Candace Owens, you see it with Herschel Walker, like you see it and they're being used as pawns, unfortunately, because they're spewing the kind of vitriol that they already subscribe to. So they've never silenced him. They've embraced his point of views. They've gone around telling him how right he is and, and and how perfect he is and how wonderful he is. And they they bring him to photo shoots because it's good for their image. Because then they can say, look, we're see, not we're racist. not racist. That- here's our black friend. Yeah. You know, like here, here's a here's the black guy that agrees with us. And that is the only reason they've embraced him, which is sad also because he's thinking that, oh, all these people agree with me. I maybe I'm not wrong. Like. It's it's the other side that's wrong. It's the same reason they all fall into the bullshit. Like yeah. but they're using him as a token to try and prove a point that actually damages him and people like him. And I mean his ethnicity, his race, not his socioeconomic status. Like it's just he's being used because he he only accepts people around him that are yes people. Like he doesn't want anyone to tell him differently or tell him he's wrong or, or disagree with him. So yeah. it's just, it's sad because then the one group he thinks that he actually fits into, he's just a, a token metal for them to, sh- to brush off and throw up on stage when they're trying to prove a point. Exactly. It's gross. Yeah. The whole thing's fucking I think gross. The other thing that we should talk about is Nancy Pelosi's husband mm-hmm. being attacked in their home. Well, the guy actually was going in after Nancy Pelosi and didn't find her and found him. Oh, I didn't know that. I know yeah. I what I read was that he entered their home in San Francisco, um, like through a sliding back door with a hammer and attacked him. And he was spewing religious reasons. Um, I don't know exactly what he was saying, but that's all I know. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. 
Yeah, and it's really fucked up that Marjorie Taylor Greene was tweeting the day before, wait until tomorrow, and, you know, Lauren, Lauren Boebert is, is talking about how this is, like, God's will and stuff. It's And, I mean, Mitch McConnell has denounced it, Ted Cruz has denounced it, but no one believes you guys anymore. Like, you're just... Because you know what you're not doing? You're not telling fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert to shut the fuck up. What? Like, what this is insane. What's wrong with those two women? everything everything you know Trump, just, she's gonna be trump's running mate uh, yeah marjorie taylor green makes sense but yes from what i understand from what i've read the two articles that i've read on it he entered the home looking for nancy pelosi when he found out nancy pelosi wasn't there he attacked her husband who is recovering okay um it, it sounds like he's going to be okay but what a fucking traumatic experience to go through. Like to be attacked with a hammer. Like I can't. I listen. I also feel the, like even the people on the right that I hate, I wouldn't want anyone breaking in and attacking their family. Jesus Christ. Like, right. That's what is wrong right. with you people? I think we also like don't have the whole story because one of the things that I heard and I heard it on the radio. So I don't know that it's true was that the things that he was saying and while he was attacking him with the hammer, the cops were already there. So I don't know if he saw him lurking around the house and had the cops come, if the cops were already watching their house. It was probably or, an alarm system that he set off when he entered through the sliding glass door. That could be. But how fast they were there, they actually witnessed the attack, which is good because they were able to help him quickly and they have all the ammo to put this guy away. But also, I feel like we're we'll hear a lot more to the story later. I'm sure we will. I have. I would think that that house is under constant surveillance. I mean, you would think it's probably why they got there so quick. Yeah, like yeah. considering the death th- threats, I'm sure Nancy. Well, Nancy Pelosi numerous. has security, so yeah. Nancy, because of the threat. Yeah. But so she what? They weren't there though. Yeah, but I mean, I would think like just the house would be for sure. You know, just so yeah. like no one breaks in i don't know who knows but either way i just i think it's interesting that the party that calls us like violent and horrible human beings right doesn't fucking make sense to me except that they think they're doing some fucking godly act that you know trump the the next savior has sent them to do this bullshit i don't know if that's well here's here's the reality of it I, I don't, listen, I, I despise the Republican Party as much as the next one. I don't think all of them are capable of something like this. What I do think they need to come to terms with, though, is that their rhetoric rhetoric, rhetoric is radicalizing people. Like, mm-hmm. even, I, I don't think the majority of Republicans that you and I, the three of us know would break into Nancy Pelosi's house and try to harm her. I don't think that. But the the bullshit information that they spew out constantly there is a type of person that is radicalized by it. And I don't know how many times we have to see terrorism take hold and see these young people and old people and and people in general get brainwashed and radicalized and be willing to give their life for a cause that they believe in. Like, I guarantee you when they talk to this guy, he's going to think, he's going to say that he was doing his patriotic duty. Mm -hmm. He's going to believe that. He's going to think that he was, it it was worth it for him to go to jail and to risk his life because he's saving America. Yep, exactly. Because of the insane bullshit. That's what radicalization does though. Like, because they're not honest, because they're not being forthcoming, because they spin all these lies and these tales, and because the average person does not take the time to do any research on their own or to actually look anything up or to watch the clips that, that are referenced in, in news shows. They only watch the, the parts that are strung together for them. They're becoming fucking monsters. You know, it's interesting too, because just like when I like said about, you know, the Republican party is the very party that says, you know, they're not violent, whatever, or uh, these radical Trumpers say they're not violent, da, 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 are the very same people that look 
so far down on other religions and the radicalization within those religions, yep. you know, like when, um, you know, like Islamic, uh, terrorists or Muslim terrorists or whatever their religion was that they were radicalized to be suicide bombers. And we have, you know, uh, Republican leaders saying how, how horrible and awful and, and it's uh, this is the very same fucking thing that's happening within the Christian religion right now. And it is scary because just like any other cultish mentality, it's very difficult to get them to understand how it's not right. It's not what you, the Bible You means. can actually trace the history of religious or Christian specifically. I'll speak for, because I think often we label muslims hindus brown people as terrorists but if you're to actually look at the history of this country and this is what i mean by these people who are radicalized that that don't pay attention we've had christian terrorists and because i'm going to call them terrorists because that's what they fucking are they're terrorists 100 we've had christian terrorists in this country since the 1940s with with father Coughlin radicalizing an entire group of people when um when the socialist movement, what the initial socialist movement started taking place in the early 1900s. And when you look at the the early 1900s and they started adopting these progressive policies of, so the socialists, what they wanted changed in the early 1900s, they didn't want people working uh, 16, 18 hours a day. The whole labor union thing, the eight hour workday was actually brought on by progressives. Okay. The whole idea that children under the age of 16 couldn't work without a work permit for 12 hours a day was actually brought on by progressives. And FDR and well, actually the original Roosevelt was so intimidated by them. He actually started labeling um socialist as anti-american but he stole some of their ideas which is what eventually led to social security programs and medicare and medicaid and like all these things that his nephew ended putting into place but i digress so we we had this this christian movement that was happening that started taking root in the 1940s and 50s and actually went up through in the 60s and 70s right as the civil rights movement was starting to kind of take hold because you had this whole group of people that thought our government was being taken over by hippies and elitists and and coughing in the face of of these Christian people. So Coughlin had this radio program that he actually reached like tens of millions of people every week. And they 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 actually they stormed the Capitol before they tried to take hostages before. So this isn't a new thing. They've just reignited it in, in this country. And so it, it it kind of goes to show social media, I think, exacerbates it. Like it, it puts it on, uh, it puts the gas pedal down because these fucking people can find each other so easily through message boards and like they don't have to send secret letters out anymore or cloak and dagger and all these things. But this vein of vitriol and hatred and, and wanting to destroy the other has always existed in this country. Always. And the fucking Republicans tap into it like a like a, a an artery and they just pump it with poison. And it turns out these fucking extremists that are, are they're going to be the down. They're going to be our downfall They're They are going to destroy this country from the inside out. And you're so right. It's been here since the very beginning, since the moment fucking Columbus and his dumb dick, you know, mm-hmm. came here and colonized yeah because you can go before that when we did the right. to the indigenous people in this country right. yeah right like it's always been we've we come and we hate and we conquer we come we hate we conquer like it's never let's talk it's never been that it's never you know we're on your land please teach us your ways it's it's no fuck you we're taking your land we're gonna kill you and we're and or we're gonna put you in a little tiny area in the united states and we're gonna you know make you feel like shit about yourselves for the rest of your fucking lives like this it's just america well the crazy thing is when you look at someone like going into the house of nancy pelosi and and trying to kill her that that's what he was there to do was to kill her like let's not and they attempted to kidnap and kill um gretchen whitmore and and there there was that remember back in uh 
before the 2020 election when they had that whole string of um, they were sending bombs to different prominent Democrats because they were they were trying to kill people. At what point do you pump the brakes on your bullshit and say real people are getting hurt? And even if you don't like let's let's say they don't give a shit about Nancy Pelosi. Let's say that they don't. Let's say Mitch McConnell doesn't. Okay. Are you willing to let the people who support you and vote for you and donate to you, are you willing to let them go to jail? Are you willing to let them start a civil war? Like, are you willing to burn it all down, literally burn it all down in, in the name of, of what? Trump? Yeah. It's Ron DeSantis? Like it. It, seems like it. it seems like it. Ugh. Fucking radicalized evangelical Christian cult mentality that it's just so, it's just never fucking makes sense to me christianity is so not what they say it is and it makes Jesus me would be very disappointed in in the people who claim to be his followers right yeah like, it's like can you imagine like the, jesus would have been a tree-hugging socialist hippie right they would have hated he, him right because <laughs> right. he was all about give to others who mm-hmm. can't afford like it just makes no fucking sense to me like and I feel bad for Christians who are actually following the Christian religion and they are trying to live a life that's similar to Jesus. I don't, they- because you know what? I don't see enough of them speaking out against the ones who aren't. You know, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But you know what? Sometimes I don't fucking blame them either at the same time because they're going to be they're going to be like told how horrible they are because they're not following and. It's the cult thing. I just don't get it. It's like that fucking show, The Vow, that restarted on HBO, by the way, season two. I just, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, we've talked about it before. I don't know how people still follow religion in general. Like, it's just, Especially, how many times do we have to prove? Yeah. How, how can you see the pictures from James Webb and right. still believe there's a God? <laughs> Agreed. Or at least believe that there's one God and it's your God and it's the Christian God. Like, how. How can you believe that when you've looked at actual pictures of the pillars of creation, which they have now photographed? Like, how can you think that? It's so crazy to me because every time I think about those pictures, my brain like it, it like implodes. I will have you all know, though, I am a registered reverend now, though. Mm-hmm. I have a license. Let me show you. Nice. I have to do that. I have to officially. I am a reverend. In the state of California. Nice. So cool. Oh, it looks so official and shiny. I know. They gave me a card. I can now sign things. Reverend Jacqueline Dwyer. I almost sent it to my dad and was like, what? Like, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't oh, want him thinking that I bought into some religious bullshit. Did I tell you that Peggy and Matt asked me to marry them? Oh, like congratulations. I, yeah, so I have to I I have to go get like ordained or whatever. I think I can do it online. This place <laughs> you can do it online. The reason I picked this place was because it's uh they have like the rainbow flag, the lesbian like thing. They have all the it's a non-denominational like whatever. Awesome. So, yeah, Reverend Wire. Did you have I'm not I sure, love it. Did you do that for work? No. No, I didn't do it for work. Um, Go ahead, Dax. It's okay. Uh, little little Lex is getting married, and she asked me to marry her and Destiny. So, uh, when? What? Huh? <laughs> what? We're no. not telling a lot of people because she only. So wants... we just announced it on a po- our podcast that eight thousand right. people. But I don't think to. a lot of a lot of uh, people that I'm worried yeah. about are are listening. But uh, yeah, so my oldest was proposed to by destiny and they're going to do it when they're here for Christmas. And she wants Jax to marry them. Oh my God. That's so special. I know it's her fairy godmother marrying them. So it's totally perfect. And she wants very minimal people there. She just wants, you know, like parents. So that is so awesome. That's well, yeah. (laughs) So if you want to do it, just go to the universal life church. And they do it for free. All right. It takes like 15 minutes. 
But to get your card, you have to pay for it. And the reason I got my card and my like letter was because some places in California require you to present like a letter stating that like you're ordained. So, and that, that costs $32. Awesome. I'll pay it. Worth it. (laughs) But you get a card (laughs) (laughs) and it's like a legit card. So gold, it's beautiful. Uh, What are you guys obsessed with this week? I have so many things that I'm trying to narrow it down. So quick ones. I started Bad Sisters. It's on Apple TV. I highly recommend it. I'm only on episode four. They're long. They're like hour long episodes. Um, the first episode is slow. It's I was like, what am I watching? Why did Aaron suggest this? <laughs> Halfway through the second episode, I was hooked. I was like, and this is why I'm watching it. Like the <laughs> twists. I I love it. So recommend that one um the second thing is i'm very excited that Jax and alexis are letting me um tag along on their anniversary and we are going to alanis morissette the musical show in san francisco so that's gonna be really fun i guess it's based on the jagged little pill album mm-hmm. um not sure what it's gonna be like but i'm really excited so we're doing that tomorrow morning and the last snacks thing- in the car snacks in the car Yes, snacks in the car. And I'm making cookies and I want to share with everybody that these cookies are two ingredient cookies from 1962. It is all it is is a can of pumpkin, not pumpkin pie mix, but just canned pumpkin, 15 ounces, and dry cake mix from the Duncan Hines. Um, it's the spiced cake. Dry, no other ingredients. That and a can of pumpkin, those two things, mix it together really good, refrigerate it, and then drop it in cookie form on a pan, 350 for 12 minutes, and it makes little cakey pumpkin cookies. Are they good? So, oh, my God. They yeah, they're good. amazing. So I'm bringing yeah. some tomorrow for our snacks in the car. Snacks in the car. Oh God, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. Two ingredients, like, so simple. So, like, easy, quick. Yeah. Oh, that sounds delicious. Aaron, what are you obsessed with? Um, I am obsessed with one. So Guarding Evelyn is just doing really well still. <laughs> Up until like a week ago, it was still in the top 20 on Amazon bestseller lesbian romance chart, which was like shocking to me, but it was really amazing. But it just uh, got a favorite badge on the lesbian review, which I have never really received before. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, and then um I am obsessed with, I just finished the second season. I think the third season comes out soon of the L word generation Q. Did did you guys watch it or no? No. So did you watch the L word? The original, not the new ones. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, so come on. They're going to pull my lesbian card if I never saw it. I know, but I don't know. Some people may have started and didn't finish it. Who knows? So I obviously watched it. I loved it. I love this generation q it is so good i think it's better than the first like what i know i don't know if it's just because it's updated and it's fun and it's exciting and shane and bet and alice look exactly the same like i feel like they almost look better now like they've aged so well all three of them um it's just, it's really good. I, I'm really enjoying it. I don't know if you uh, want to do it or not, but if you're like struggling to try to find something to watch, I started it and I was just hooked. I just think it's really good. I think it's very well done. I think all the younger actors and actresses are very good. Um, and it's cool too, because they have like really interesting, like trans storylines and there's, um, you know, like one with a, a non-binary person. And then there's one where the girl's up and is a reverend and it's just it's just interesting it's very interesting i've really enjoyed it it's just like very cool different storylines that i was not expecting and i'm very happy with it so that's what i'm obsessed with cool um so tomorrow is my six-year wedding anniversary so yeah <laughs> Lex and I have been together for eight years. Um, yeah, tomorrow's our six year wedding anniversary. So um happy anniversary, honey. 
and uh yeah we're gonna go see jagged little pill which should be fun and lincoln is getting like a real official babysitter for the first time that's not just like stacy and kai or like bueno so um we will see how he does uh we're really lucky one of the teachers from his school is doing it for us so it should be fine because he's like obviously super used to her comfortable with her and whatever um so that should be that should be fun we will we'll see how we'll see how it goes hopefully my wife is not a nervous wreck through the entirety of our midday anniversary that we're doing with my best friend so uh the other thing i'm obsessed with is obviously midnights is still like i'm still still the only thing i'm listening to every day all day um the songs if you listen to us last week i am the songs that i wasn't i was kind of like uh on have totally grown on me the only one i still can't get into is labyrinth labyrinth is still like a that shocks me. I would think you'd like that one. It's fine. I don't like skip it, but it's not one of my favorites. It's it's fine. Um and I it's when we originally talked last week, I was like, yeah, this album's like 100% about Joe and now it's like, oh no, this album's like super queer coded, like more than any of the others. You have to let like it resonate right like i forget so many of my favorite songs are from taylor swift that like if i don't feel that way about them immediately i'm like eh, it's okay and then once once they sink in and i start knowing the words and stuff i feel a little bit differently about them so still obsessed with midnight's uh ts keep crushing it and you know what i don't like just thinking of kanye she just broke the all of the records like she's going to have for the first time in history 10 songs on the top 10 for the billboard charts like she's the only uh, artist in history to do that she just broke the record for spotify she's gonna have a she had a billion streams in the first week that midnight's has been out which is breaking all the records on spotify like she's just this is album number 10 for her and she's just broken all the records and she's watching the one guy who tried to so publicly take her down is just karma karma (laughs) (laughs) and like listen i'm not in all honesty i don't wish ill on kanye west like i hope he i hope he gets some help i I genuinely do for no other reason than the fact that he has children that are old enough to watch this happen in like real time and my my fucking heart goes out to them because it must be awful to watch but karma karma <laughs> yeah so yeah and i'm i'm really excited about halloween um i've never been much of a holiday person having a kid makes it feel a little bit different i'm really excited about halloween and christmas is going to be a lot of fun he's already really excited for it so it's just um yeah um it, trick-or-treating is going to be a good time good time had by all yeah so have a great halloween everyone make good choices remember funny costumes are are just as good as the slutty costumes hell yeah and cultural love funny costume. is not yeah. funny yeah if you're gonna be if you you think you're going as a native american princess don't just don't <laughs> don't do that whatever if you think you're it's okay because you're one sixty fourth cherokee you're not don't fucking do that. Like just if you burn in this, like if you have to wear SPF 70 and apply it more than three times, if you're outside, you don't get to do that. Like that's we're we're passing on it this year. Okay. And forever. Don't, if you are over the age of, of four, don't, or I would say eight, don't, don't, don't do it. If you're over the age of eight, like just I, don't. I would say eight, eight to 10 is the cutoff for being Pocahontas. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. If they're under that, let them enjoy it. Like it's just their favorite yeah. Disney character. You can yep. talk to them about all the implications later. But if you're over, I mean, don't don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't paint your face black like a dum dum. Don't oh. do that. Don't do that. Make good choices, you guys. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye mom. Fierce Fan Media.